beautiful and amazing hockey people out there in the hockey uh, universe. This is Jeff bringing you What the Puck, brought to you by Game On, a sports podcast for everyone. Um, just want to say a quick uh, good morning, good afternoon, uh, good evening, and just in case if you're listen, listening to me before you go to sleep, hopefully you have a good night too as well. Um, again, uh, solo tonight slash today, uh, slash tomorrow, whichever uh, time you are going to be listening to us. Meant to bring this to you guys uh, on Sunday, which is uh, right now, but a few things came up, was unable to uh, get to the show on Friday. So quite a few things have uh, happened over the last few days, even though it's only been a couple days. Um, no guest again. Um, Donnie is uh, still uh, busy. Um, he's picked up uh, another new job. Um, we'll talk about that when he comes on the show next time, which will be real soon. And I'll get to that here in a minute. But you can also find him at his other uh, podcast at Game On Sports Podcast for everyone. He does a lot of stuff on Twitch. Um, he does a lot of gaming stuff. So make sure you check him out on all uh, sources of uh, that you can uh, get for podcasts. Also, I want to give my boys over in England, Mike and Paul, a loud shout-out. Um, they got some really great stuff coming on from uh, 4 Check Clothing. Um, they got uh, some other stuff that they're working on. Um, so make sure you check them out. Um, they got everything from hats to trackies to, um, or in American terms, they got track suits, sweat, uh, a nice uh, hoodie as well as beanies, um, so make sure you check them out. You can find them at www.4check.co.uk. You can also find them on Instagram at 4check underscore clothing, and you can also find them on Facebook at 4check clothing. Um, so definitely make sure you check them out. They have some really great hockey swagger off the ice. I also want to give a, a shout-out to our... Uh, uh, sponsor eFlow Nutrition. Um, they got some really great stuff. So if you're looking to get back into the gym or looking to try some new stuff um, as a gym goer, make sure you check them out. Um, you can find them at eFlowNutrition.com. Uh, you can find them on Facebook at eFlow Nutrition, uh, Twitter at eFlow Nutrition, no spaces. Um, on Instagram, you can find them at a couple different places. Uh, if you search eFlow Warrior or eFlow Nutrition, um, and if you find anything on there that you like, make sure you use the promo code WTP Explanation Point 2020. That'll get you a nice little discount on all of your orders. They got a lot of good stuff, anywhere from pre-workout, post-workout, in between workout. Um, they got some uh, breakfast. Uh, way which has gotten a lot of really good results from it as well as a few other dietary supplements um they also have some uh, gym swagger too and shaker bottles so make sure you check them out again that promo is wtp explanation point 2020 now let's get right into uh some hockey business um i'm going to try to keep this short and sweet uh currently i am watching the uh second round of the uh um, outdoor games out in Tahoe. So, just for those that are watching it, um, let us know what you think of it. Um, I know yesterday they had their uh, 
little mishaps, but we will also get into that here in a little bit as well too. So let's go into our top five. Um, our top five in the league uh, right now is Toronto, which has held that spot for a little while now. We have a new second uh, place, which is Carolina. Third place, we have Florida. And uh, fourth place, we had Edmonton. And then we got another team that slipped in the ranks. But this team, we know how their record goes and how good they are, and that is Boston. So Toronto with 19 games played, 14 wins, 3 losses, 2 overtime losses at 30 uh, points in the league. Carolina is at 16 games played, 12 wins, 3 losses, 1 overtime loss at 25 points. You have Florida, which is 16 games played, 11 wins, 3 losses, 2 overtime losses, and 24 points. Edmonton is at 20 games, 12 wins, 8 losses, 0 overtime losses, and also at the 24-point mark. And then Boston is at 15 games played, 10 wins, 3 losses, 2 overtime losses, and 22 points. And currently they are tied 2-2 against Philadelphia. So, let's go to your bottom 5. The bottom 5 are... Let's see here... All right, we're going to start at number 27. 27 is uh, New Jersey. Then you got Nashville, Detroit, Buffalo, and to round it off at the bottom, you have Ottawa. Um, New Jersey um, can't really hold them back right now just because of, again, they're they're one of those teams that got hit by the uh, postponed games from the uh, virus. So give it a few few more games maybe they'll pick it up they have looked good in the last couple of games that they have played although they ha did lose to uh, Washington today um, they're doing real good up until the third period and just kind of uh, let it go um, Ovi finally scoring in uh, after four games so that always uh, shows a lot too so we'll start off uh, they're at 13 games played six wins five losses two overtime losses at 14 points you got nashville at 17 games seven wins 10 losses zero overtime losses at 14 points as well too they are in a massive massive slump right now who knows maybe they'll fire the head coach um even though they just fired a uh, lovely or laviette last year brought in uh new jersey's old coach and who knows um where that's going to end up. Next, we got Detroit. We all know that Detroit's a mess, folks. That is no joke. Um, but they're kind of admitting that they are in a rebuild. Um, so they're at 20 games, 5 wins, 12 losses, 3 overtime losses at 13 points. Buffalo, um, I, you look at them on a piece of paper and you would think that they're one of the best teams in the league, but yet they are in the bottom five at number 30. With 14 games played, five wins, seven losses, two overtime losses. Yes, they have been uh, struck by the uh, CV-19 um, postponements, as well as just like Nashville. Um, I believe Detroit has. Don't quote me on that. Um, but I believe they've only been postponed because of other teams being postponed. Uh, and then you have Ottawa, uh, no excuse. Um, they just need to admit it again that they're in a rebuild year, uh, make some moves, and get some get someone or get some players in there that actually can work together. Um, it seems like they do have their nights, but 
when you've already played 19 games, four wins, 14 losses, one overtime loss, and you only have nine points, to a lot of us, that's no excuse. Um, they got a good team from what it looks like on uh, paper, just like Buffalo. They need to get their asses in gear and start playing some real hockey. Um, both teams made a lot of really big moves this past uh, offseason, though it was short. So they really need to do something, and they need to start doing something now because with a shortened season, the season is almost over, um, technically speaking. Um, so, um, And if you are watching the game right now, that is such a gorgeous view that they just showed. Um, absolutely gorgeous. Tahoe is an amazing, amazing place. Never visited during the winter time, but I was there a few times during the summer way back many, 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 many moons ago. So now let's move on to the uh, top four for each division. Um, I'll just breeze right through this real quick. Um, in the uh, Scotia North, you got Toronto, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Montreal. Um, Montreal slipped down to fourth. Didn't think that was going to happen. We also didn't see Toronto being on top the way that they are. Um, Again, I'll just uh, breeze through. Uh, Toronto, 14 wins, 3 losses, 2 overtime losses at 30 points. You got Edmonton at 20 games, 12 point, or twelve wins, 8 losses, 0 overtime uh, losses at 24 points. You have Winnipeg at 17 games, 10 wins, 6 losses, 1 overtime loss. And then you have, or with 21 points, and then you have Montreal at 16 games, <laughs> Nine loss or nine wins, five losses, two overtime losses. Now, folks, you have to remember the North has yet, knock on wood, has yet to be affected by any kind of postponements, other than maybe weather. But as of right now, there's they don't really have any kind of uh, effects from what we have down here in the uh, um, uh, U.S. So. Our next division is going to be the uh, Discover Central, um, and discovering that there's a new top leader, no pun intended, you have Carolina, Florida, Chicago, and Tampa Bay. Um, you have 16 games played by Carolina, who's been struck by the CV-19, um, just like most of the Discover Central has been. But they're at 16 games, uh, 12 wins, 3 losses, 1 overtime loss at 25 points. You have Florida, 16 games, 11 wins, 3 losses, 2 overtime losses at 24 points. Chicago at 19 games, 9 wins, 6 losses, 4 overtime losses. And then you have at 22 points, and then you have Tampa Bay at 10 wins, 4 losses, 1 overtime loss at 21 points. Um... Just speaking of Tampa, um, and me being a Canes fan as well, um, if you watch the game, then you know. Um, we'll get into that here shortly on the uh, goaltender who proved himself and has been proving himself. Um, so we're going to move on to the Mass Mutual. The Mass Mutual, you have Boston, Washington, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh. Um, Boston at 15 games, 10 wins, 3 losses, 2 overtime losses at 22 points. You have Washington at 17 games, 9 wins, 5 losses, 3 overtime losses at 21 points. Then you have Philadelphia at 14 games, 8 
wins, three losses, three overtime losses at 19 points, and then you have Pittsburgh at 16 win or 16 games played, nine wins, six losses, one overtime losses. And yes, folks, that division has also been uh, struck with a, a few teams with the uh, COVID. Oh God, I just said it. Anyway, um, but yeah, they've been uh, struck, unfortunately, with the uh, postponements as well, such as Buffalo, New Jersey. Um, and then we go into the Honda West. The Honda West, um, you have a switch of, uh, um, of uh, top and top first and second. Uh, St. Louis slips into first place. Vegas in second. Colorado is in third, and you have Los Angeles that is in fourth. Um, St. Louis is at 18 games played, 10 wins, six losses, two overtime losses at 22 points. You have Vegas, which is 15 games played. Um, who uh, who ended up losing last night in the first uh, outdoor game out in uh, Tahoe, three to two over or by the uh, Avalanche, um, which we'll also talk about that here in a little bit because that game got kind of dicey, um, and not because of the game situ the gameplay, but other things that happened. Um, Colorado at fourteen games, nine wins. Four losses, one overtime loss at 19 points. Then you got the Kings with 16 games played, seven wins, six losses, three overtime losses, and 17 points. Now from there, um, I'm going to move on to um, the goals, goals, assists, and points leaders. I'm just going to do the top three. So for the uh, goals, you have, um, let's see. For points right now, you have Connor McDavid at 37, you have Mitchell Marner at 31, and you have Leon Dreisaitl at 30. As for goals, your top goal scorer is Austin Matthews, followed by Brock Bossier, and then Connor McDavid. Um, so from top to number three, you have 18 goals, 12 goals, 12 goals. And for our top assist leaders, Connor McDavid, Mitch Marner, and Leon Dreisaitl. Those three will most likely be up there for a while. Um, Leon Dreisaitl maybe will be up and down, but we both know between Connor McDavid, Mitchell Marner, and Austin Matthews, those three are going to be consistently in and out. So you have from top to third, you have 25, uh, 21, and 20. Um, Quinn Hughes is slowly behind on the assist right there, so... Um, let's see what happens within the next week. Now, as for goalies, um, the uh, I'm only going to do most likely uh, save percentage, uh, goals against, and then wins versus games played. Um, so I'm going to start off with games played. Um, your top goalie right now for that is Freddie Anderson. Um, 16 games with 11 wins, 3 losses. Um, right behind him, you have Grubauer with 12 games uh, and 9 wins, 3 losses. And then right below him, you have Andre Vasilevsky, which has played 13 games, 9 wins, 3 losses. And one of them was uh, the other night from the uh, Canes. That was a good game um, for the Canes. Nothing against Vaz, but um, really good game. Uh, save percentage right now. 
your top save percentage is going to be, I'm going to drop down below, due to uh, games played and injuries. So, um, right now, Mike Smith is a, would be number three, but I'm going to consider him number one. And he's at point nine four zero. Below him is Mackenzie Blackwood at nine point or point nine three eight. And then below him you have Philip Grubauer. Um, I didn't consider the first one because it was one game. Um, only time time on ice was only nine minutes and eleven seconds. Don't really count that. And then you have Peter Morazic who is currently injured. Um, so when he comes back, hopefully he'll keep up that record when he does play. Um, as far as uh, goals against average right now, um, again, skipping the first two. So you have uh, Yaroslav Halak at 1.66, then Philip Grubauer at 1.67, and below him you have 1.71 for Marc-Andre Fleury. So um, almost halfway through the season, um, goalies have gone up and down. Um, and just to mention goalies, as we're going to be uh, going into uh, hot topics um, here shortly, um, I just want to give a loud shout-out to uh, um, Alex uh, Nadel uh, Nadelkovich. Um, he posted his first career NHL shutout. Um, that was last night versus uh, Tampa Bay. Um, Canes played their asses off. He played his uh, played off played off his rocker. Um, kind of scared us there for a few minutes towards the end, but he had 24 saves on 24 shots. Um, so again, congratulations, Ned. A um, bunch of us Kaniacs are uh, are cheering you on every time we see you in net. So keep up the great work. Um, as mentioned uh, last week, um, the Spring Cup for. Uh, the league over in the UK, um, that EHA, which is the English Ice Hockey Association, approved uh, not too long ago, um, brought in five teams, um, which was a Swindon, Bracknell, Telford, uh, Romford, and uh, Sheffield. Last weekend, uh, Sheffield uh, and Swindon started uh, started it off for the Spring Cup. Um, Sheffield won both games. Uh, one was a 4-2, the other one was 4-5. The uh, Bracknell game versus, uh, or the Bracknell-Swindon game, which was uh, yesterday, you had Swindon over Bracknell 6-2. And then you had a Telford-Romford uh, game. Um, that was a Telford over Romford 3-2. Today's games was, uh, again, Swindon and Bracknell. And then you had Telford and uh, Romford. Uh, Swindon 5-4 over Bracknell and then Telford 5-2 over uh, Romford. I'm not really going to get into that all that much just because um, this uh, this week um, Donnie's going to be back on the show for um, for one day. Um, I'm going to do an extra Hockey Tea Time chat and we're going to be bringing in um, the uh, former voice of the Peterborough Phantoms, um, a writer for the Hockey uh, hockey News um, over in the UK, Dan Breen. Um, he's been on our show a few times, so we're going to bring him back on and talk uh, um, NIHL hockey and everything that's happened so far as well as the upcoming weeks. 
Um, so make sure you tune in later on this week for another episode of Hockey Tea Time Chat. Also this past week, make sure you catch a, catch the episode on Wednesday. Um, again, I'm going to put this out tomorrow morning. Um, it's currently Sunday my time. Um, and uh, make sure you catch the uh, Hockey Tea Time Chat on Wednesday because... I've I spoke with uh, Peterborough Phantoms uh, former Nettie um, goaltender, as well as he runs a an elite goaltending school called Kings Elite Goaltending, um, and he just recently accepted the job with the uh, Team GB ice hockey team as the goalie coach. So make sure you tune in for that. Um, now let's get into uh, some of the other uh, big hockey topics um, here in the here in the hockey world as well as the uh, NHL. The longest game um, of of any kind of hockey was uh, completed last Monday, uh, February fifteenth at six a.m. and it stretched from February fourth until February fifteenth. Um, played 252 hours, $1.8 million um, raised for charity for uh, cancer research. Uh, two teams, you had Team Hope, Team Cure. Um, the score ended up being 2,649 for Team Hope with uh, Team Cure at 2,528 um, with a total goals counted 5,177 so congratulations to them um, that's a really really big uh, ordeal especially with the uh, reason behind it so um, you guys up there in Canada you're nuts you're crazy um, but it was all for a great reason um, being stationed in Alaska for three years I do understand the bitter cold um, I know you guys get the wind factor we didn't get too much in Fairbanks but I do understand the negative 65 degree weather um, at night and the negative 45 degree weather during the uh, daytime so again congratulations to you guys up in Alberta for raising that much money for a great cause um, next one is I, I'm I'm going to talk about this guy as nice as I can because he has been a thorn in my back and my team's back since 2005 when he was drafted. Um, he just came up on a pinnacle of a of a career, and he's still going. He is still making magic out there on the ice. Um, he was known as the kid, still known as the kid, even though he's 33 years old. Um, so we all should know who I'm talking about, and that is Sid Crosby. Um, he reached a thousand games with the Pittsburgh Penguins on Saturday. Um, he had two assists in the win um, over the New York Islanders in a 3-2 win. Um, his first game was on October 5th, 2005, versus uh, New Jersey Devils. Um, and one of the best goalies to come out of the NHL, and that was Martin Brodeur. Um, I know I read somewhere that everybody knew about Sid the Kid's uh, amazing talents. Uh, Brodeur was aware of it, and he, some in some terms, if I am correct, said that just watching the kid play was magic. Um, he had heard the hype and everything, and just seeing the hype, 
get put into action was just another sight to see. Um, he uh, his first uh, goal was October eighth, uh, two thousand five, um, and that was again in a loss against the Bruins. Um, right now, I'm pulling up uh, his co- career stats um, just so I can give you pretty much the full um, aspect and have you guys or have you all just realize how much this guy has done um, there's another kid in the league that has reached a thousand game mark today um, we'll get to him here in a minute but um, let's see Sid the Kid um, his overall career stats is so 1,000 games as of yesterday. He's got 468 goals, 810 assists, and 1,278 career points. Um, just absolutely amazing. Um, his shot percentage is 14.6%. His faceoff is 52.1%. Um, and he's pretty much roughly had 3,214 total shots. Um, Just absolutely mind-blowing what what he has done over the years. And yes, he has been an absolute torture for a lot of us, especially us Rangers fans. Just... Every time he came in to the Madison Square Garden, he would rip us apart. Or when we'd go visit, he was just a menace to handle. Um, our next um, person that actually today um, versus um, versus the Washington Capitals, Travis uh, Zajac, um, he also reached a... Uh, pinnacle of a thousand games played with the same team um he uh his first game was uh october 6 2006 versus uh carolina uh hurricanes now the funny part about him and the ironic thing is he uh his first game was against the um, Carolina Hurricanes. Funny part is, and ironically, his next or his one thousandth game against Washington Capitals is against the same coach that he played his first game against. Um, and that is Peter Lavliette. Um, he, uh, I, I, for me, I just find that hilarious, funny, ironic, just almost like a complete circle. Um, and again, uh, Zajac's, uh, career, he's got 197 goals, 337 assists, 534, uh, total points, um, his uh, shots have been 
1,771. His shooting percentage has been 11.1, and faceoff percentage is 53.5. So another amazing career, um, another amazing accomplishment. Um, not too many players nowadays can say they've played that many games with the same team uh, that drafted them. Um, so I just want to give a loud shout-out to those guys. Um, and again, Travis is a first goal was against uh, Dallas in his second game so many many great things from these two guys um, I could see these guys out playing in the league maybe Travis couple more years he's 35 we all know Sid the kid it seems like he doesn't age but and his skills just keep on getting better so who knows um, the uh, next thing I wanted to talk about um, which was kind of a hot topic and still is because we have the Flyers versus uh, Boston game going on right now, and that's the Lake Tahoe. Um, going into this the, this weekend, everybody was on hype for it. Um, I know yesterday traveling home from a, uh, from a hike with a buddy of mine, I had my iPad. Um, we kept on losing service here and there, but every now and then when I'd find a hot spot, I'd be like, yes, I'm going to be able to watch it. And then... All of a sudden, you look and you're like, what the hell? And you know that the game should have already been on. So, I have a contact. Um, some of you may have, uh, that have been listening might already know, but I'm good friends with the uh, Vegas Golden Knight. Um, you can find him. Uh, his name's Lee. But him and a few other of my friends from England are all in a chat group together and so I posted in there and I'm like what the hell is going on um uh ice delay or something well come to find out um if we were all watching we seen what the ice looked like um and uh just FYI the uh, sun does have have effect um on the ice um it does do uh different things um especially like melt ice uh but as the announcers were saying it was they're saying that it was cloudy it was just not cloudy where it needed to be cloudy um so they uh they were able to finish the first period um colorado got up, got up on the uh, board first and then uh they continued about eight and a half hours later and by the time East Coast Standard, that would have been roughly about 11.30, 12 o'clock when the game picked back up. And by the time the game was over, it was about 1.30 in the morning, 1.40 in the morning uh, Eastern S Standard Time for my friends over in England. They had to get up at a bright early 5 o'clock in the morning. Um, tea, biscuits, and hockey. Um, so... In the end, uh, Vegas drops uh, drops the loss on their uh, board to lose to uh, Colorado, uh, three to two. Um, two great teams, um, as we uh, see, heard me talking uh, earlier in the uh, uh, talking about the uh, team rankings right now. So, right now, currently Philadelphia and Boston are playing. Um, Philadelphia only went with part of a their lineup due to uh, 
CV19 protocols, the players that were unable to go was uh, Braun, Giroux, uh, Knechty, um, Lawton, and Lindblom, and Vorsacek. Uh, they brought in the debuts of some of their taxi squad, which haven't, hasn't seen ice time, and that's uh, Maxim, uh, Shushko, David Kasse, or Case, and hopefully I'm not butchering that name, and Andy Andoroff. Um, right now, I mean, both teams are looking solid on the ice, so um, we'll soon find out. Second period currently. Um, Boston up 3-2. to two. Now, um, one last shout-out that I want to give is to the Dallas Stars. Um, what they did this past week and their delays and postponements were not due to CV-19, but they were due to weather. Um, uh, pretty much, if I'm correct, it was Jamie Benn that opened up his house to a bunch of his teammates um, that were probably most likely staying uh, not in a house or anything and or the ones that lost power um, and welcomed them in and brought in that whole entire family atmosphere to them as well as um, a bunch of them reaching out and trying to uh, take care of those around them to make sure they're taken care of got, pow got had some kind of power some kind of heat so many props to them um, they've had such a struggling year this year um, with the postponements so um, our hockey hearts go out to you guys stay uh, stay warm as of right now it looks as if though they're going to be heading to their next uh, destination to go play um, now I'm going to get into the one portion that I've, I started last week and that was the NHL logos um, my good friends over at another podcast, uh, Slapshot Sweethearts, they did a ranking system, and it got, and I got thinking while listening to that, um, that a lot of people don't know a little bit of history behind team logos. So, I went out last week, and I did the original six. This week, I'm doing the 1967 expansion draft, which brought in the Kings, um, the California Seals, which were also known as the Oakland Seals, which later on we'll get into that here in a minute. Uh, the St. Louis Blues, the uh, Minnesota North Stars, the Philadelphia Flyers, and the Pittsburgh Penguins. So I'm going to start out west without expansion, and that's going to be the Kings. The Kings uh, logo, I mean, very little history on it. Um, uh, the founder, Jack uh, Kent Cook, he wanted to bring an air of royalty to the team. And what better way than putting a crown on a jersey? As far as the colors behind it, um, just like any uh, royalty uh, back in the day uh, during the re uh, Renaissance and Victorian era, purple and gold was one of those uh, royal colors. So that's the color scheme and the reason behind the uh, jersey logo for the Kings. We're going to move on north to uh, San Francisco slash Oakland of the California Seals slash uh, Oakland Seals slash Cleveland Barons combined to create another team 
which we'll get to here in a few minutes. Um, the California Seals um, logo, the C was open uh, until they moved them over to uh, Oakland where they actually closed it off to make it an O for Oakland. The golden, uh, the gold color or the yellow color, um, that was for the California sun. Um, we all know that California gets hit by a lot of sun. Uh, as far as the seal, I, I couldn't really find too much history on it. I'm going to go out on a wild guess and say because of the location and how there's always, you can always find seals in the Bay Area. So I'm going to go with that um, and then give it a hockey stick and it looks kind of cool, um, so to speak. Um, so from there, they were an expansion team from the WHL. If you look up the logo there, it's a completely different penguin or different seal with a hockey stick and a scarf. Um, almost reminds you of the uh, penguin logo, except it's not a penguin; it's a seal. Um, kind of cartoonish. It almost looks like a old school Looney Tune um, one. Or if you, or if any of you are old enough to remember Otter Pops, it kind of looks like that. Um, with a hockey stick. In uh, 1976, um, the team got moved to Cleveland, um, where the Cleveland Barons were, um, just because the team wasn't really doing all that well. The success out in uh, Oakland was not exactly what they expected, so they moved it out to Cleveland. Well, from there, Cleveland folded and combined with another team which is part of this expansion draft which I'll get to here in a minute and it'll come full circle once I get to that team um, so for the next one that we're going to uh, we're going to go to uh, the central uh, US and that's uh, St. Louis Blues um, the Blues note is due to the uh, rich history of the um, blues, uh, mu blues and jazz music as well as the owner Sid Solomon at the time uh, wanted to keep the rich history and tradition and spirit of St. Louis, um, so that's that's the reason why it's a blues or a music note. Now, as far as the wings coming off of it, it's kind of like the same concept that Detroit had with their wings trying to. Th um, but from what I found is that. The blues note was also added for a hockey value of movement and di uh, er, dynamism. Wow, words are hard, people. Words are hard. So that's a little bit of history behind the actual St. Louis Blues uh, logo. And then we've seen throughout the years um, with both the St. Louis Blues and the Kings logos going back and forth um, and just updating here and there, different shields, different crests. Um, adding colors here and there, taking away colors, um, putting a, putting it bland. Um, so the next one I'm going to move into, and this is where the uh, California Seals slash Oakland Seals slash Cleveland Barons is all going to come together. Um, so the Minnesota North Stars, as much as I could find on it, um, it was a uh, it was a contest. Um, the winning uh, name was picked on uh, the 25th of May public contest, um, and it derived from the state motto. Um, hopefully, the French don't kill me on this one. Le Tour du Nord. Um, 
of the state motto or star the north um simple concept you got the n and the star pointing towards the north star um very simple very basic uh but um one of the things that a lot of teams didn't have back then was the green and yellow coloring and that's one of the reasons why they did choose that because not or that color just kind of like wasn't around anymore um and if it was then it was very in very little um concept uh if anything i think the only team at that time um since the uh uh toronto uh, uh st pat's um no other team had tried using green except for Chicago, and that was in a little bit of the uh, feather concept in the uh, Blackhawk logo. Um, so, with that, with the California Seals moving to Cleveland, um, and then Cleveland uh, kind of like not getting the... Uh, or starting to fall apart, they decided to combine with Minnesota because Minnesota was also starting to lose that uh, lackluster feel um, and needed needed some kind of boost. So they combined the two teams to still keep the Minnesota North Stars. So if you think about it, you have, if you break it down, you net, which is now Minnesota is now the Dallas Stars. And we'll get to that later on when that expansion happens or when they move um possibly in the next one or the one after that so that team at that time was combined of three different teams you had the california slash oakland seals combined into the cleveland barons combined together as one full team of the cleveland barons and the minnesota north stars and that roughly happened around 1978 and 1979. Um, so that all comes together full circle for Minnesota and the California team um, and the Cleveland team. Great history right there. Um, a lot that I didn't know about. Um, just like the next uh, logo. Um, and that's Philadelphia Flyers. So not a lot of people actually know this. I didn't know this until I did a little bit of research on it. And the design um, was by uh, designed by Sikoin. Um, the color. Now this is where things get interesting for the Philadelphia logo. The uh, colors are from the University of Texas uh, grad um, or the alma mater colors of the uh, University of Texas uh, and they were uh, they were put on there by Pil Bill Putnam um, and he is an actual alumni of uh, Dal or of uh, Texas so that's where your colors come from folks that's where the orange comes from the black comes from um which is very interesting um and then as 
as far as the uh, wings coming off of the P, um, the P does stand for Philadelphia. Um, and then the wings are just kind of represent speed and movement. Um, and the flyers um, to give it the hockey, uh, movement in hockey. So that's where the symbol for Philadelphia Flyers comes from. And then their cross state rivals, the Penguins. Um, funny story about that one is that the original logo for the Penguins was also known as Beer League Penguin because evidently had a beer gut on it with a wide-eyed expression, a hockey stick, and a scarf. Um, it was created by Bob Gessner in 1967, and it only cost him $1,500. Imagine that, $1,500 for a professional logo. Um, it was a contest, uh, or an open contest of 26,000 applicants that uh, gave their suggestions. Only 700 were picked, and the winner was Mark Peters. Um, his was the winning uh, winning name. Um, the uh, so he was the one that actually picked the penguin. Um, it also helped with the uh, with um, Richard uh, Mellon, who the hockey arena was named after, uh, the Mellon Arena, or also known as many for the longest time, the Igloo. Um, one of the reasons why it was called the Igloo is because, yes, it was one of the coldest arenas in the NHL. Uh, many players would uh, let would uh, tell others that, um, but that that is one of the concepts behind the Igloo, um, as well as being a penguin. Uh, igloos, it, it's kind of a cute concept, um, and. Uh, as far as like the logo that we see now, um, the uh, of course we see the penguin that's been twisted and played out, and we've seen quite a few different uh, moderations of that. But the one thing that you always see is the triangle, and the triangle is for the golden triangle of downtown Pittsburgh, and that's what that symbolizes. So we just went through the 1967 expansion draft next week we'll go through the next expansion draft um and what we'll we'll see is like some teams were brought in by the whl um one that everybody knows and has had a great history of winning stanley cups in the 80s and that's the uh edmonton oilers um along with a few other teams so we will get into all that and uh, that much more on the next uh, What the Puck. And so on that note, um, make sure, uh, again, you do check out this week's uh, Hockey Tea Time Chat as well as the one that we're going to be uploading on Friday um, with our special guest, Dan, from uh, England. Um, for those of you that have been listening to us, you know who we're talking about good old guy um so we'll get him back on the show on t uh we'll be recording that tuesday or wednesday and we'll have that out by friday um 
Also, again, make sure you uh, you check out Forecheck Clothing. Um, you can find them at www.forecheck.co.uk as well as um, on Facebook at Forecheck Clothing, and you can also find them on Instagram at Forecheck underscore Clothing. Um, also, make sure you check out uh, one of our other sponsors, and that is eFlow Nutrition. Um, you can find them on all sources of social media. Just type in in the search engine eFlow Nutrition. On Instagram, you can also find them under eFlow Warrior. And online at www.eflownutrition.com. Make sure on your orders, use our promo code WTP explanation point 2021 and it'll get you a really great discount every time. Um, and then as for us at What the Puck, you can find us at Twitter on What the Puck Pod 1, on Instagram, What the Puck underscore podcast. You can also find us on Facebook at WTP game on sports podcast or what the puck by game on a sports podcast for everyone so this is jeff um from what the puck brought to you by game on a sports podcast for everyone um until next time um i want to say depending on when you're listening to this good morning good afternoon good evening and if you're going to fall asleep to this uh podcast by myself you have a great night Oh, <laughs>